Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about 10 important names for God. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today that name doesn't hold much significance. I think my mother told me once that she picked out my name out of a list of popular baby names for my generation. You know, my name didn't mean anything more than my parents liked the sound of it when I was born. You know, we don't attach much significance with our names today. But that's not so in the times that the Bible describes. At that time, names usually would mean something. Names reflected prophecy or some attribute of the child's birth or traits that the parents hoped the child would grow to embody. And that's no different than with the names God gave us to call him. You know, they're significant because they're more than just names like mine, Brandon. They're titles. They tell us intimate details of the nature of of God. So how does God describe himself to us? You know, some who have counted have found over 20 names for God in the Bible, and certainly mankind has added countless other names over the course of history as well. But today we're going to look at 10 of the most frequently used and significant names of God that he's given to emphasize who he is. First, God's first recorded words to mankind in Genesis 1:1, he tells us in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It all started with God. Genesis doesn't start out with, in the beginning, the earth was dark and void, or in the beginning, there was no earth or galaxies. No, it all started with God. The Hebrew name here is Elohim, or the creator. Our God is the creator. He's the one who brought everything together and continues to hold it together. I read the joke about a group of scientists who were pretty proud of their academic accomplishments. They're, they were so proud that they decided they no longer needed God, that they could create life on their own and anything else they would need for it. And God said, okay, let's have a contest. You stand over there, I'll stand over here, and we'll race to create life. Scientists said, okay, we can do this. And they start to bend down to pick up some dirt. But God said, no, 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 you have to go make your own dirt. And truly, everything that was, everything that is, and everything that will be was created by God. And this name Elohim reflects the glory of the one who made and sustains all things. Second, in Psalm 16, verse 2, David calls God his Lord or master. And apart from him, he said that he would have no good thing. The word there for God is Adonai, meaning Lord and master. God wants you to recognize by this name his authority. He wants to be the master of our lives. He, he gives us every good thing that we have. And so our reasonable service is to put him in the driver's seat of our life. We shouldn't try to do life without him. We won't always have it figured out. We won't always have all the answers, but God will. And this name Adonai reminds us to surrender our will to his will, to make him the master of our lives. Third, Leviticus 20 verses 7 and 8 says, consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. Our God is perfectly holy. He is set apart from everything else and he can make us holy too. 
name here for God is Yahweh Imgadesh, the God who sanctifies, the God who makes holy. Not only is God the, the creator of all things, the master of all things, but he's also the one who makes his creation important. Without God, what we do is meaningless. James so eloquently put it through the inspiration of the Spirit that our lives are just a mist. They're going to fade away and all of our accomplishments will go into the ground with us. But with God, we can be made holy. We can be made set apart from the temporal world. God gave us this name for him to make clear that he is the one and the only one who is capable of giving our lives the significance we were designed for. Fourth, God is our shepherd. You might remember Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. God gives us a name, Yahweh Roy, which means the Lord shepherd. He watches over his flock. He feeds them. He protects them from their enemies. God cares for us, even though we're many, even though we must be like grains of sand on the beach to him. He loves us each individually, so much so that Christ came to earth to sacrifice his life so that we may be free. Thank God that he is willing to lead his people through the dangers of life and pray that you'll be willing to be led. Fifth, Genesis 16, Hagar gives God another name. The text says, Hagar gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. The name she gives is El Roy, the God who sees. And when Hagar fled and God called to her through an angel, she called to him El Roy because she was seen. And it doesn't matter how desperate we become, how lonely we are, how separated we are from anyone else. God is the one who sees. He is the one who is with us through it all. Just like Hagar, we're going to have times when we're trying to run away and El Roy will be there guiding us in the right direction, seeing us in all circumstances. Sixth, Another name God gives us for himself, and this one is from the Psalms, is Yahweh Tsuri, the Lord my rock. Psalm 144 says, Praise be to the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. David said that God prepares him for battle. And Christians, we have to be ready for the same. When we root ourselves in the word of God, nothing and no one can conquer us. Our God, as this name describes, is a firm foundation to defend our lives. Seventh, Exodus 17, Moses built an altar and called it the Lord is my banner or Yahweh Nisi. God is in fact our banner. He's the one we hold up during spiritual battle. During war, a banner was a symbol to others for what you stood for. It united the warriors fighting and it rallied those troops to march on. Yahweh Nisi is that banner for us. Some people have tried to go and make a, a Christian flag for people to unite around or another symbol for Christians to unite around. But the Bible says we already have our flag and it's God himself. Eighth is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. In Genesis 22, as Abram's about to sacrifice his son, an angel of the Lord appeared, provided a ram for the sacrifice and Jehovah Jireh provided. And we too can know 
that our God will provide for our needs. His idea of what our needs may be different than what we think our needs are. I'm sure Abraham thought that he needed to stay off that mountain altogether. But God knows all, and he sees the bigger picture. He knows what you need before you do. And we can trust Jehovah Jireh to provide for all of our needs when we need them. And this name reminds us that God is the great giver. He is the great provider. Ninth, in Exodus 15, as the Israelites are searching for water, the the Lord provided as his name, Jehovah Jireh suggests you would. Uh, But here he shows us another name for himself. After turning a piece of wood into water, the Lord tells Moses, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. The Lord is the one who heals. He, He bears the name Jehovah Rophi here. And when it comes to healing, Whether that healing is physical or emotional or spiritual, God is at the center of the process. He is the great physician. He is the source of all healing. And when we are sick or hurt or struggling, Jehovah Rophi is the one we should turn to. Tenth, and finally, we are able to call this magnificent God, who is our creator, who is our provider, who is our redeemer, Abba, or Father, according to Luke 15, 20. God loves his creation to such an extent that he is willing to adopt us, to become our father. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for the adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us to the one he loves in him. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. Our God is able And he wants to adopt us to sonship so that we can call him Abba, Father. Just another of the incredible names that reflect the glory and mercy of God. Praise God and his name. But also remember the significance of the names of God. Yes, God is our provider. God is our healer. And those give us encouragement. But God must also be our master and our Lord. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's Word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.